I'm Jamie Indigo, and this is SEO in 2023. Jamie, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? Oh, my friend, these past couple of years have been a wild ride, yeah? Uh, I don't think anybody really saw our entire reality going digital first in such a severe way as ordering your groceries online and finding out if it was safe to go outside uh, via internet search. But that's kind of where we ended up. Leaving our groceries in the porch for 24 hours too. <laughs> Letting them bask in the sun to disinfect properly. Uh, 2023, we as SEOs have to keep step with Google as it's pressed to combat mis- and disinformation and SERPs. And we need to do this by crafting fact-based content that maps to the search engine's understanding of entities. So is Google getting better at combating myths and disinformation? It is. It's absolutely had to. So now if there is something... Because there's so much of it. Yeah, if there's a, suddenly a hot new news trend in SERP, but there's not factual information or authoritative sources speaking on it yet, you're going to get a bit of a notice that says, hey, there aren't really any good answers. So they've had to acknowledge, mm, even as a search engine that wants to give answers for everything, there are times when those data voids could be weaponized and we shouldn't give answers for everything. So part of your answer used that wonderful word entity that didn't really exist so much in SEO five to 10 years ago. How would you summarize the method that Google currently uses to understand what an entity is? So I think the easiest way to understand it is via Douglas Adams, an author who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And in this book, there was an alien named Arthur, and he carried around a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. In there, there was information on everything that existed, every person, place, color, thing, concept, event, all in one handy spot. Google has their own version of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It is called Wikidata. Fun fact, Douglas Adams, author of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is Q42. So is getting your entity in this Wikidata the, the fastest way to get your brand established in the eyes of Google as something that they understand? Oh, absolutely. It's a cornerstone foundation. You've got to remember, though, entities are in two places technically. And if you're just getting your business started, you're probably going to start off as an entity in maps in Google businesses, because then you are a business having goods to offer. And that would be your first corner hold. But the larger scale, when we look at the concepts that we try and rank for in our head level keywords, those are entities. Okay. Okay. And our uh, I'm thinking of schema. So are, are different yes. um, ways of marking up your business um, different facets to your being as an entity? Absolutely. So structured data, if you go ahead and you were to open Wikidata and look at Q42 about Douglas Adams, you would see things you recognize, perhaps from book structured data markup, like the year the book was published and you know how many volumes it's had. Those pieces are all copying over. When we talk about this great inbound web 3.0, one of the cornerstones is interlinked data structures. So in the same way that we write up schema for Google to understand what the web page is about, they have their own schema to understand what our reality is about. And you mentioned misinformation and disinformation at the beginning. 
are many websites marking up their data incorrectly and are Google having to fight this as well? Incorrect implementation of markup would not be the same as accidentally sharing misinformation. You read a headline, you write about it, you don't fact check it. And in fact, uh, there is a really great organization that follows political manipulation in cyberspace and has found that fact checkers, Russia's propagating them for part of the war in Ukraine. So there are schemas in place to understand the world better, but just as any other SEO element, those are abused. So something else that you recommend is the creation of fact-based content. So, so what is fact-based content and how does one go about creating it? So if you and I have a well-informed conversation about Star Wars, we're probably going to casually mention Wookiees and Siths and Ewoks and Jedi. These are all part of just being well-informed on this topic. There's semantic interlinking in the same way that in schema.org information, you could mark up a book with characters for Wookiees and Sith and Ewoks. They have the entity mappings of the same thing. So they know how the pieces interconnect and creating factual content. It's going to relate to, are you covering the facets and understanding of an entity expected in order to be considered an authority on it? Each is by an entity, not by a site. So... Is it necessary then when you're publishing new content to mark up each piece of new content? If you're talking about Star Wars, but you're a film website, does Google not assume that um, you're going to be talking about the film Star Wars? It's not necessary to mark everything up, but if you're in your business starting out, it's definitely a great way to hand a cheat sheet. If you're a site that is JavaScript generated and you're all client side, passing along that cheat sheet in the initial HTML lets them know there is a payoff that this page will answer an intent once they go through the trouble of rendering it all. Okay, great. So it's a quick way then, it's a quicker way for a new brand to get Google more comfortable what they're about and um, yeah, what their business is. Absolutely. And when you contribute to Wikidata or Wikicommons, you start adding in um, media elements, so photos, videos, to contribute to the understanding of an entity. They even say on my homepage, one of the boons is more traffic because when people want to understand the base construct of what a thing is, your site is the statement that says, well, you're not going to get this one. It's very well covered. But Wookiees are part of the Star Wars universe. Each relationship between two entities is made of a factual statement. Is it possible to automate this or does it need to really be done on a manual basis? Uh, you could certainly try, but uh, you need to be, it's a community. In the same way that we exploited Wikipedia and then there was a pullback um, for people being able to edit Wikipedia because mm, y'all went a little nuts for a while. Uh, there's the same kind of trust with Wikidata. So I wouldn't even start with your brand. Start with something that you are presenting your business to be an expert on. Contribute there, then build the brand. And is more traditional SEO still something that's very important when it comes to building your reputation as an entity, building Google's confidence that you are about a certain thing? Things I'm thinking about, like linking out to other sites or mm. even just on-page optimization, heading tags, what you incorporate Absolutely. in there and things like that. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, so when we look at our use of heading tags, we're semantically structuring the content of the page. 
That's the same way that an entity is semantically structured, that product data markup is semantically structured. This is a repeating theme. Web.3.0 is made of interlinking data structures. Does Google have any preferences in terms of content length, content type, when it comes to giving more trust to what an entity is about? There is, there is no limits or requirement on length. If it's something super simplistic, they probably already know it and they can tell you how tall the Eiffel Tower is from search directly. So if the factual data ad that you provide can really be summed up in a rich result, you need a better page that's more complete because otherwise no one's clicking through. That was the one question they had and it, it was answered just now without going to your site. Zero-click SERPs aren't going away. They're powered by entities. You need to be at the trusted source that provides that content. We're already seeing this change with uh, how vaccine information was presented. Uh, MUM is powering those results and it's helping to give contextual news results. It's exciting and a little scary. Yeah. How does an SEO articulate the financial value of doing an activity like that, like like helping to define the entity better, um, inserting schema in every single page or uh, wherever is appropriate, instead of actually doing other more traditional SEO activities such as building links mm-hmm. to um, senior business, le- business decision makers? Because these are the ultimate links. You have to submit any media that you give with Creative Commons, but agree to have one done. Make an experiment, set KPIs. This is how we define success. This is how we define the thing worked or not. You show success on the first little thing. You start building the trust. A lot of the times we're subject matter experts because someone walking in and trying to understand, I don't know, I'm a little bit worried one day I'm going to have a stroke and no one's going to notice because SEO sounds like you already had a stroke. (sighs) It's a very esoteric field. It sounds like word salad. Does this mean that um, it's much better to just have a single domain? You have um, certain brands that use different domains for different countries or even different subdomains or multiple domains for different products in the same country. Is that, is that a mistake when it comes to establishing your reputation as an entity? I mean, when there's 12 clones walking around, how do you know who the real one is? Unless there is a distinct, unique value prop, a different audience, a different tactic for engaging, then perhaps you've created, you know, five top-level country code domains, but you've also lost that domain property view that lets you see from one place, are these all working correctly? Are they all functioning the same? Is Response codes returning the same thing. You need visibility in order to be effective. And if your visibility is now spread out across all of these domains, well, how can you even spot when you're cannibalizing your own content, when hreflang links aren't set up properly, when all of these pieces, now that they're fractured across the web? And just a final question in relation to that. If you decide to change your brand and change your domain, um, is 
setting up tournament mm. redirects from individual pages to the same other individual page in the other domain enough to persuade Google that the entity has shifted? Or are there other things that you need to do as well? There's some fun structured data markup you can put in there as well. If you have claimed your knowledge graph, you can update information there. If you have a Google My Business location, that information should be updated there. One of the biggest markers will be parity of signals. They're not just hearing from the one site, hey, we changed our name. They're hearing from five sites, from five trusted sources. Ah, this business has changed its name. Well, you've shared certainly what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk a little bit about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that um, is perhaps seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? Adding more third-party tools to the head of the page. I need you all to protect the head. I know the sales guy said it's plug and play. We just put this script directly above the opening head tag and then magic elves run across your web page and people convert everywhere. That is a lie. They may not know they're lying to you. Be kind, but also audit your page. Are you actually using everything that's on there? Are you accurately collecting data? Because if you fire your analytics via tag manager through this mousetrap style Rube Goldfarm machine of mechanisms and machinations, are you sure it was done right? We need visibility in order to make good decisions. We need good data to make good decisions. If we have a bobblehead site full of single points of failure and render blocking scripts and far, far too many A-B testing codes. You don't need them on every page and you don't need 12 of them. <sighs> That's my advice. Protect the head. The bobblehead is out. The stealth head is in. Async, defer, load what matters when it matters. That's the entire point of Poro Vitals. Jamie Indigo is senior technical SEO over at DeepCrawl. Com. Jamie, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, David. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. <laughs>